time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call-in line is 646-716-4972. And now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin. Let's begin. Let's get into the hot topic segment for this week. Again, we are excited to have joining us Alec Hansen, who is Senior Vice President of Loan Production for Pacific Southwest Division of Loan Depot. We're going to be talking about engaging the consumer, or excuse me, the customers, which is a consumers typically. But it could, for, for those of you that are engaging customers, it could be anything. Your realtors, your, exam, your builders, if you're running a retail shop, if you're a realtor trying to figure out how to interact, this engagement of customers whoever your customer might be, is going to be so valuable to you. You know, it's really interesting. When Alex started out in his rookie year, his first year, he did $85 million in loans. And in his best year, he did $185 million. And we're going to hear about how he did it. Alec Hansen, welcome to the Lincoln hey. Lenny Podcast. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you for having me. This is super fun. Oh, man. After watching your video, you're like the brother from another mother. You know, who you really remind <laughs> me of is, is Phil Treadwell. I mean, you and Phil got to be almost like... Twin brothers. It, you oh, look alike. That, guy, that guy's my. I, I love that guy. That, oh, guy's a, he that guy's a man. Yeah, he is a dude, man. He is really good. And and I, I'm. I saw some of the material. I can't remember what it was. I think it was a housing wire. You were doing something on housing wire. I uh, was announced, and I went to it, and I go, huh? Video. I'm always looking for information on video. I believe in video. I have for years. And then I start watching, and I go on. I have got to connect with this dude. So thank you for accepting my connection request yeah. and now coming alive, taking time out of your uh, Memorial Day holiday to be here with us. So let's get into it. So uh, here's the big question. Why video content matters today? Give us your thoughts. Why this is so important today? You know, it's crazy. Um, and I'm, I'm not some futurist. You know, I'm just I'm a practitioner who's noticing trends. And, yeah. and it's so obvious to me now, and I think it's obvious to all of us now when we pause, that we've become an internet-first you know, society, meaning we check online as opposed to checking with a local pro. We don't go to the hardware store anymore and ask what parts we need. We go to YouTube, and we start watching videos and Googling things. That transformation of our society is having radical you know, down-the-line effects for local professionals who sell or provide a service. And so yeah. I've just been watching yep. it happen since, you know, because in 2003, when I started originating loans at 23 years old, driving around in my, in my Civic, I had a Nokia brick phone <laughs> and I had, and I had MapQuest printouts next to me. Oh yeah. You know, so I was, so I'm funny. one, I'm one step above, you know, the old Thomas guy. <laughs> and, oh, I love that. I love that, that Thomas guy when I, when we had that. That was great. That was so funny. You brought that up. That's a blast for the past. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's ironic because in that world, if you wanted to know what homes were for sale, you had to wait for the newspaper on the weekend, or you had to go talk to a human, a local pro, a realtor, a real estate professional. And, and yeah. that, that was, you know, not even 20 years ago. And you fast forward today, if you want to know what's for sale on the, on, in real estate, you just pull your phone up yeah. and everything's there at your fingertips. And so it was just, it was a clear trend and, and we're just living in that, in that place now. Yeah, that is so good. You know, when you say you you bring up the Nokia phone, uh, I love what yeah. the CEO the that uh, the, the the CEO that unfortunately had the dubious honor of being the president of C, uh, Nokia 
when it failed. And he said, we didn't do anything wrong, but somehow we lost. And there's such a powerful message in that. And, you know, we didn't do anything wrong. In other words, we were doing everything we were taught to do. We did everything right. We did everything that all the best practices and key tactics that mm-hmm. everyone's done forever. We, in fact, we were doing better than anyone else. And guess who yep. invented the touchscreen phone? Nokia. But who executed oh. <laughs> on that and destroyed Nokia? It was Apple. Well, it's because like Blockbuster it's, started streaming movies. Yeah. Blockbuster started streaming movies. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, <laughs> and it's not about, I think that's the best sentence ever. It, they, they didn't do anything which is the correct way to frame how they lost. <laughs> Probably, yeah. they, they did do anything wrong, but they didn't do anything to innovate either. And that's, that's what I'm that's, saying. Yeah, and that's what I want to get. So let's talk about video best practices and well, key tactics. It, oh, yeah, Andy, jump in. Yeah, please. Sorry, please. sorry guys. It, since it's just us, I thought I would jump in. Because that point about Blockbuster is an important point about the, perse- the perspective of sunk cost. Because Blockbuster had all this hardware, all this real estate, all these facilities, and so streaming with with, DVD, with cassettes, and then they had to switch to DVD, and then mailing like to compete with Netflix, and then ultimately the streaming. But it meant they had to significantly abandon an investment that had been made. And sometimes mm-hmm. we have to do that in mortgage lending as well. We have to change our investment in you know retail <laughs> to have the sale yeah. direct. So you guys might want to expand on that. That's really good. Yeah, I, I, we could go so many different directions. I used to live in Southern California. Had a not only did I have the Thomas Guide, but I had the Thomas Guide Southern California uh, map in my garage in my mm-hmm. office for the longest time. Mm-hmm. The big one of all Southern California, and it, it, it was such a cool system. And if, you know, they had so much invested, but why didn't they do it? So that Andy brings up a great point. Is a lot of it has to do with technology timing. And all of that. But we now have the technology. We have the bandwidth. So let's get into chatting on best practice and key tactics. Love it. Yeah, I mean, look, Andy makes a great point. This, we're in a battle, if you will, for consumer attention. And so, you know, if the question is, where is somebody going to get their mortgage or where is someone going to go buy their house from or where is, right. who are they going to get financial advice from, we're, we're in a battle for human attention. And Right now, the video as a medium to build influence, to build attention, to build brand is becoming you know, self-evident and crucial yep. in order to step into that place and have that, have that opportunity with any customer. Because when you think about video, you know, number one, COVID has exposed all of us. We're just sitting at home staring at our phones and our, and our computer screens all day. <laughs> That's right. It's just, it's just unfortunately. Well, more so, we're we're here we're in Texas. Doing. We li- you need to move to Texas because we're actually out uh, yeah. and um, we're returning. You're you're stuck in that you know that state where uh, your governor and some of your officials out there kind of got you locked down a little absurdly out longer. But so anyway, sorry about that. We didn't I mean to bring you. up that. I bit. feel you on that. <laughs> but you bring up a good point. So whether you're locked down or not, yeah. we're all looking at it. Whether we're we're out and about or we're locked down, so we're looking at the devices. That's true. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, I just have to challenge anybody to hold up their their screen time app and show me how much screen time they're on per day. Yeah. I mean, yep. you know, people are hitting six, seven, eight, ten hours a day on their phone or mm-hmm. during the screen time, and that trend is not it's not going the other direction. That trend is going no. deeper. And yep. by the way, we might not like that as a society or as an individual, but it's still what's happening. Yeah, it's reality. It, 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 like you said, it is the reality. 
and which really gets into you how do you grab their attention it's engagement you were talking about that at the beginning which you're which you really have learned how to do so effectively so let's talk about some of the key tactics that you have found that work and then also this is a great place to put in a plug for your book you got a new book it's called bypass <laughs> it's a great opportunity for us to talk about it right now and on your home website on your primary website which is Alec Hansen, A-L-E-C, Hansen, H-O-N, for you Norwegian Swedes that don't know how to spell Hansen. That's right. H-A-N-S-O-N. The difference between you can tell between a Norwegian and a Swede. Norwegians are S-O-N, Swedes are uh, S-E-N. Sorry, that's a little my lesson. I'm 100% Norwegian, so I'm biased to the S-O-N. All right, so you got it on. So so you'll love this, David. David, my my grandfather, we're, we're... we're major Norwegian immigrants. My grandfather was a POW for three years, by the way. So I oh, want to wow. give a shout out to all the people who have, wow. you know, fought for us on this Memorial Day and lost their lives. But he told me once when he was older, a thousand Swedes ran through the weeds chased by one Norwegian. And that's when I knew <laughs> where he came from. <laughs> yeah, that's where you know. Yeah. Yeah. They all, you know what they call a mixed marriage is what they, we joke about this in Minnesota where I grew up. They go, a mixed marriage is a Swede and a Norwegian when they get married. So anyway, we could go on and on. <laughs> so anyway. But here, yeah, right. here's the, here's the deal. Jumping back in, Dave. Here's the, here's the deal. <laughs> Sorry the, about the, that, listeners. That was just a diversion. Yeah. Oh, well, no, Norwegians get going, yeah. Well, of all the mediums out there, video creates the highest level of impact. You see somebody's eyes. You see yes. their body language. You hear yep. their tone. You make, a, you make a connection with them as long as they're not overproducing the content and turning themselves into a commercial, which – is not right. we're, we're totally we're biased against. We've been overmarketed to as a society. We don't yep. like that anymore. You know, that's why things like Instagram stories, which I'll show these kind of behind the scenes, real reality shows type feel are what's so popular because we want humanity. And so video gives us a chance to show off our humanity, humanize our brand and, and show up with empathy and authority and make an impact in somebody's life. And that's why the other mediums of, you know, the written word um, voice, um, all that stuff is almost taking a backseat to, yeah. to video in the sense that video allows that connection. Now, there's tons of audio consumed. For example, you know, I have a podcast. That podcast is primarily consumed via audio. They put on, they, they right. open it up, they put it on a different screen, and they do their work. But to your point, like you've watched some of my content and some of my wow. videos, and you you know me. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize you when I go to the shop. Never been, never, never met a chance to shake your hand. I'll bump elbows if we're doing totally COVID <laughs> stuff or a bump fist. But, but no, I haven't, but I know you. I, and I feel like I've gotten to know you so well through that. But yet you wrote a book. And so books are not I going did. away. And I think it's a great reference tool. So I think it's a combination. And how are you doing that? How do you, what is your perspective? This is a little side journey. It doesn't mean everyone has to go write a book to get, be successful in this business. But when you do have a message, so what was the motivation for writing the book? You know, I started writing it in 2018 which well, I saw two trends happening. We talked about one, which is the internet first world. And I saw that happening and I saw a bunch of, see, I was raised as a, as a local professional mortgage guy. I was told to go out on Thursdays and Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays and bring back eight business cards from real estate agents. Yep. You know, I was, I was told to go belly to belly and make human relationships and build rapport and become a referral partner, a trusted advisor. And so yep. I love <laughs> like, that's, that's, that's what I teach. That's how I coached. That's, that's how I ran my offices. And then I started to realize, wait a minute, um, the bulk of my business was coming from these great real estate professionals who were the top of the cycle where all the process started, and they're not the top of the cycle anymore. The internet is. Right. And so I so realized true. that what was happening was the local professional was going to be bypassed 
by the consumer who was just going a different path because it was more convenient for them. And so the second thing that we don't need to dive into on this one because it doesn't pertain to video per se, but you know, the full digitization of the mortgage process is coming. Yeah. Meaning in, in, a, in a year to two years max, a customer oh. is going to be clear to close at time of application. Yep. They're going to send that in their documents so or they're going to get digitally validated and they're going to be clear to close. And that's happening. That's going to happen. Technology is finally yep. going to land the ship in the mortgage space. Yep. And so those two <laughs> trends create this unbelievable vulnerability for the local professional because now they're down the sales cycle. Now the process is clearer and easier and the customer is going to go down that path and they're going to get skipped over. And so the reality was I go, we got to fix this and we have the opportunity to fix it because a lot of these local pros, in my opinion, are some of the best possible consultants to actually talk to yes. in deciding yes, what yes, loan yes. to get. They have, they have it's, massive it's, years of experience. Yes, and it's getting it to go where ahead, they should ahead. be. It's getting them out of this, uh, the stuff they're not good at and getting them landing them square in the middle of where they are good at, which is the relationships, the uh, consulting side, like you point out yes. in that video. I, we could go on and on. I, I, I agree. I don't want to get too deep into this right away, but just tell your listeners, go, go to alechanson.com, listen to the video <laughs> that he has on there. He has a bold print. Local professionals are not going to be, are being bypassed the name of a book, uh, his book, because the consumer is operating differently during the home financing process, actually through during everything. And the way to get to know you but is really through video. Got, you got a thought, and then I want to well, totally yeah. just dive full on into video. Yeah, here, here's the crazy part, and the, the greatest opportunity is that we have every single, a local professional, you, me, everybody, have access to this unbelievable place where we can earn influence and opportunity called right. social media and the internet. I mean, that's where everybody is. And so if you show up there with a message, if you show up there consistently, if you put effort and intentionality into your marketing slash content creation, you can have the exact same marketing opportunity that a Super Bowl commercial has, except you can be there all year long. Yep, that's so and good. And it's a different skill set. <laughs> so, Cultivating yeah. that digital relationship is a different skill set, but it puts you at the same even playing field. Like you don't need to spend $10 million to go to the Super Bowl. You can, you can show up every day in front of the people in your digital community as long as you build that community, as long as you're intentional. You know, I joke yeah. with some of my, my mortgage professionals because I'm like, how many of your past customers are in your social media you know, in sphere of influence. And they're like, none of them. And I'm like, how? How have you let that happen? Start inviting them now. This is where we're all going into these digital communities. And COVID has put gasoline on this. I know. I mean, it's so like true. every, well, it's just, it, it was, because here's what's crazy. You know, I wrote the book in 2018. I started writing it in 2018 um, because I lived through the mortgage crisis of 2007, 2008. And I'm very aware that we all had to change how we did business or we went out of business. And mm -hmm. tons of companies did go out of business. But there was a catalyst point. Today, in 2018, when I was writing the book, there was no catalyst point, And now all of a sudden, Corona shows up. And this is the catalyst point. You can't go meet realtors at open houses. You can't have a face-to-face -face consultation with your customers because some of them don't want to. And all of That's a sudden, so it's forcing everybody into the digital ecosystem. Well, one of the things that uh, Dave and I talked about earlier was the quality of the video presentation. Mm -hmm. And the, just as a side note, Dave has a studio in his office with multicolored lights and teleprompter and so you know, circle camera thing, so it looks like a, like a high-end production. It's great. 
One thing I've noticed is through this, through COVID and everybody being on webcams, is how bad, <laughs> if not even the focus, <laughs> some of the videos are. So well, what's your thought about how good is good enough when it comes to throwing up a video? Oh, I have so many thoughts. Thank you for this question because I hope it helps some people. Think of it this way. If you're going to go meet a big realtor or a big business partner for your first meeting and you're going to be <laughs> pitching your services or you're meeting with a big customer, do you show up in a suit in a professional environment or do you show up in sweatpants? You know, you're going to yep. put your best foot forward. Right? Exactly. But, but that yep. doesn't mean you show up in your own private helicopter, you know, flown in and skydiving in with a, <laughs> a bunch of singing girls behind you. Right? So, so th- there's the difference. Yeah, that's so good. That's, the word but picture so is so funny. A, yeah. Right? Like, so we don't know yet as a society that, like, I need to have the proper camera angle. I need to have the right lighting. I need to invest in the right sound equipment. That's like buying a suit. We just don't, we're just not there yet. We don't understand how to show up yet the right way. Well, but like, there's well, people like, who are having the dancing it, girls behind them, and I'm like, yeah. you're killing You're, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally the overproduction. That's so good. You know, or how many people walk in? I mean, how many people shoot? I mean, here's a better, here's a little bit of an analogy for you. How many people shoot a video with a camera way too low and we're looking at their double chin or up their nose? And like, oh, it's just, the worst. you're clipping your nose here. So how many people would walk out a realtor with your nose up in the air and you're talking to the person like you're looking down at them? It's the same <laughs> principle. You talk to someone <laughs> eyeball to eyeball, get the dog on camera at the right angle. It seems so evident. And how many people would stand in front of a bright window and you're doing a presentation so they couldn't see you if you're doing a live presentation? Exactly. Get the light on your face so people can see you, which is, just seems so basic, but it's amazing. Just, Alec, how many people miss the basics? So we're going to kind of skip over the basic, basic stuff, but Andy raises a great, great point. I want to talk about how you, you were talking about the, the helicopter being dropped in with the dancing girls. It's the overproduction. It's the oh, kind of over. But where is the Uber production? But where is the minimum? There has got to be, I mean, we're talking about camera angles. We're looking at having proper lighting mm-hmm. like Andy is. I, yeah, I kind of went a little over the top in here because I want because I'm producing so much. Okay, go I'm ahead. sorry, Dave. You, I, you you minimized yourself. It's not that big of it. It's not that over the top, and it creates an amazing video. Uh, so yeah. I think that yeah. there's, a, that there's a you can hear yourself clearly. You're properly lit. The background is clean. You underestimate. I mean, you always um, you know, the <laughs> self-deprecation so thing, but it's not true. It's perfect. You don't have to be perfect. It's what I guess. Uh, and thank you, Andy. I do appreciate that. I, I strive for excellence in everything I do, so I'm always going for that. But I think don't let excellence get in the way of getting out and getting known. That's where I want to go with this, Alex, is where do you find yes. that place of being known, but known in a quality way, but where's, you know, all gets around best practices, I guess, and overproducing or overshooting it and Anyway, talk about that. Yeah, I mean, there's two angles here. There's two angles here. The first angle is people want to focus on production because they're scared. And so they're yep. using that as a way to, to, to procrastinate and not go on video. And so, you know, that, that is clearly a thing. You know, camera fear, whatever you want to call it, is really a thing, which is crazy because I know people yep. that would meet face-to-face all day long and then put them on a camera and they, they freeze and turn into a robot. <laughs> but that's just going to be yep. that's just going to be a new skill that everyone's going to step into and learn, and some are going to learn faster, etc. But I always think of it like this: if you are showing up as your authentic self, you can't go wrong. If you look at your production and you go, I, "This isn't me," then then you've missed it. But if you look at it and go, "Yeah, this is me," 
you know, then you're winning, you're killing it. And that, that can be a little bit of a self-awareness challenge, but you know, you can't, like I do a lot of graphics now. I do, I have some backgrounds. I have my podcast in my podcast studio, but that's me. I'm enjoying it. Right. And so I'm happy with that. Other people, you got you got you have to know what's authentic to you. That's good. Yeah. Find your authentic self. And that's what comes through. And people pick up on that. It is not about the backdrop, the, the green screen effect. I mean, you can use all those things if you really want to be there and go for the excellent, excellent punch. But don't, don't get caught up in that and miss the communication. Let's talk about preparing a message. When you're preparing a video, your videos are so well done. How much time do you prepare? I heard one person said, for every one minute of video, I'm doing 10 minutes of preparation. Another one said, 10 minutes? I wish I could get by on that little. I do an hour. And I go on, it seems like over. <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on preparation? Well, I, I encourage people that I don't think scripting and reading from a teleprompter works anymore. I think it becomes yeah, too I robotic. I think yep. you need to have a series of talking points. They need to be on your mm -hmm. screen or on a sticky note so you can stay on topic. Yep. But you need to just roll through it in, in your own voice. Yep. And the best way to get better at this is to do it a bunch, which is, of course, what no one wants to do. But, you know, people forget that I did a challenge, a personal challenge of 100 videos in 100 days. And I got a lot better and more comfortable on camera doing 100 videos in 100 days. Years ago, when I was just being a goof, I did a – a, a quasi-internet show called Drive Time with Alec. It's still on YouTube. Oh, good. And I, okay. I would film myself driving to work, talking about whatever came into my head that morning. And, David, I did 270 of those things. That's uh, interesting. You know, so I got, I got more comfortable. I got more comfortable. Yeah. I, I've got repetitions under my belt. And now I can, I can, I'm a little more confident when I get on front of a video. So you can't, you can't diminish the, the role of practice. So you're, you're in, in that moment, you were talking totally extemporaneous. I mean, it was really just – it was stream of thought, and it was getting stream some effectiveness. You got it. It, it, it. Stream of consciousness. Are you seeing that still working, or is there are, – are we seeing the bar being moved? The bar is definitely being moved up. For example, no one knows yes. there. We just want to see – get a good angle. I mean, the bar is moving <laughs> up. Delighting. Yeah, that's a – but what about the matter preparation? Carl from Marketing Animals did the redneck version of a teleprompter, which cracked me up. It was years ago I saw this video, and he was holding cards up, put Post-its all around. So there's so many ways you can put And I believe having reminders of bullet points, talking points, that's what I'm now using my teleprompter. I just put up talking points so I remember what I want to cover. Yeah. And unless yeah. it's highly detailed, then, I, then I'll literally turn on the teleprompter and, and, and gather the information out. But it's not to Ann's Absolutely. point, it's not quite as, or your point, it's not quite as, uh, it doesn't come across as authentic as when it's just coming really right out of my heart and out of and out my mouth. So talk about that. Well, I, look, I think we judge ourselves so too harshly. As a, as a society, as people, I think we <laughs> oh, judge yeah. ourselves too harshly. And I think that we think more of ourselves and our content than other people think. I have to remind people, you are not the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. the, the, you are for yourself. But for everybody who's watching your video they are the center of their universe. You're just, a, you're just an extra in their movie. And Great. so I know you're freaking out that you want to be, you know, show up this, this amazing way and not make a mistake and not say anything inappropriate or not use too many ums. But you have to remember, like, you're a glancing byproduct of their life. Like, you're, just, you're flowing past them in the stream of information. And so we have to get over ourselves a little bit and just realize that it's okay 
and that we're going to screw up, but we yep. need to step into the ring. Here's, here's my biggest encouragement, you know, on what to say or how to say or post-produced or produced or whatever. Just pay attention to what people are, how people are responding. Okay, so let's stop right there because how people are responding. That's really so. You're doing a video. There's nobody to respond. So what do you mean when you say responding? It's, oh, good it's comment. the feed. Great comment. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's when you put it out in the universe. Yeah, exactly. You, I knew you, you were going. I just wanted to drive home that point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. When you put it out in the universe, what happens? You know, like I used to have so many wrong assumptions. You know, I used to coach that, or I, I had this thing of like, no one cares about you know, debt to income ratio, stop making videos about DTI or PITI. You're confusing the customer. Talk about why you're in the business. Kind of that Simon Sinek, like, yes, why are you here, yes, right? Love you your why. Why your why. Yep, yep. And then I, I was on this panel at Todd Duncan's event, and this gal sat down next to me, and she has over 15,000 views on a YouTube video where all she does is explain an LE. And, I was, and she gets about a loan a week from it. And I was like, well, clearly I'm an idiot because – uh, apparently that is what people want to see. Like that is what they want to see. They do want yeah. like actual, like what is an LE? Because apparently our loan officers aren't telling anybody. So I just realized the real answer is pay attention to what people, how people are responding. And yeah. that, that can help direct you. Don't, and by the way, don't get sad. If no one comments, try to understand why did nobody comment? Was it not good? You know, what was the issue and learn and grow. That's the whole point. But that was, yeah, excellent, excellent clarification there, David. Thank you. Yeah, I think, I mean, the most important part, yeah, you're doing a video, you're not going to get instant feedback. You can't invite family and friends, but I had my daughters helping me. I never got anything flattering. They go, Dad, you, that was terrible. You need to do that again. And it was just like, you really, you, excellence, <laughs> you know, perfection could get in the way of delivery. And I think the most important part is start doing it. I love the fact that you, you challenge people to do 100 videos in 100 days. That is an amazing oh, God, challenge. No, no. After, after I did that personally, I, I am not challenging anybody to do that at all. I just do 10 in 10 days. <laughs> do 10 in 10 days. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I'm way over. I'm never doing that again. Like, no, that's never happening again. <laughs> Andy Shell is one of the smartest guys out there. He is just so brilliant. And I'm encouraging him to do videos and get out there. So if you're coaching an Andy Shell, go ahead. How would you just – how would you – bring that, draw that out of him? Well, it just, it has to do with what, the, what legacy you want to leave behind. And I mean that honestly and sincerely, you know, unfortunately we, or fortunately we have this amazing opportunity to create content that lives on in perpetuity on yeah. these social platforms. And it's like, you know, somebody like Andy, who's got all this information, all this knowledge, all this experience. Now he has a megaphone and he just wants to, he just picks it up and just starts delivering into it and communicating his message out to everybody. The audience is there. They want to hear from people like Andy. They want to know what's going on. And it's our opportunity to lean into it and, be, and, and not be afraid. Um, you know, I, I coached Good. a really great guy who's super experienced, and he's like, I can't get on video. I don't like how I look. And I just said, I mean, do you hang out with humans? Do you go to parties? Like, do you, do you have a stunt <laughs> double that shows up for you? Yeah. Like, what are you <laughs> talking so about? Funny. Like, yeah. you're judging yourself so harshly. The yeah. world doesn't see so you good. like that. So good. That's so good. Actually, Andy is stepping <laughs> on doing videos. Andy, Shell, you want to jump in here? Because I want to go into go live and go into different platforms. We want to talk about that. Andy, Andy Shell, do you want to have anything in there? Yeah, so I'm a drummer. I'm a musician. I play drums. I'm used to being in the back of the band. So I, I'm the foundation, but I'm not the face. And so in real life, 
I'm a, a CPA and also a PhD. So I help people figure out really complicated things. And when I'm with Dave, I'm incredibly fluid, but it's, I'm not always incredibly fluid. I, a lot of times, but not always. I'm not. I recognize Dave's brilliance and his ability to have the the silk tongue and and say words that are just amazing, <laughs> and they just come out of his head without even a second thought. And I do that maybe one every ten times. So. What I have learned to do is when I do the videos is I just keep talking. And then I, I do have to go back and edit because it's never going to be one and done with me because I have to say it four different times and then finally it'll be the relax, the flowing, the emotion. Because the, the, the content's the, the easy part. It's the, it's the emotional con- connection with the content that's harder for me. And so even though I'm very emotional, and Dave can attest to that in a lot of ways, but it's just taking a longer time of saying it for it to come out. So that's how I do it. I just do lots and lots of takes. You know, if you've ever taken a personality profile test or any of those systems, we realize that there's a diversity of humans amongst us. And that diversity is what makes us powerful as a species, but it also gives everybody their unique audience in the world. Not everybody gives a damn about me or about David because of how we speak and show up. Some people are actually turned off by it or they don't hear us the right way, or they think we're just, you know, talking heads or noise or white noise. And so I, I just say every single person has a unique audience that connects to how they deliver content, that connects to how they speak and how they think and goes, that person's just like me. And those are the people that want you or anybody to step into the spotlight and, and claim that audience because they're waiting and they're not, they're not getting it from the current group of people or talking people out there. And I think, that, I think that's true. I think that's right. I think there are, there's a unique audience for every human being out there based on how you think and how you deliver your message and the process you go through before you talk. All that stuff matters. And so I have a personal view on that, that everyone has a unique audience if they're willing to show up for them. Well, so that is good. an amazing insight, Alex. And that, that, what's funny to me about that is that's almost exactly what Dave told me on Saturday. <laughs> oh, we're barbecue. I, re- I refer to it as frequency. I think we all speak in a frequency, and I think some people are dialed into hearing certain frequencies better than others. That's why I get your message out there. It doesn't have to be perfect. You find your community by finding your frequency or your, your message, and it, it works. I want to get into the difference between live and pre-recorded. We're seeing a lot of Facebook yeah. Live, now YouTube Live. Talk yes. to us. What are the advantages of going live? We, we do this podcast live and then we downloaded it edited it, and we put it back up with taking out some of the things that we wish probably could have been that don't add to the thing we don't overproduce it but we try to get it so it, we're doing kind mm-hmm. of both but talk about live yep. versus your produced videos i think both have a tremendous place in society today i think that live streaming slash live casting this live experience the world is ready for I mean, the yep. amount of reach and exposure you can get from live because people know Alec could screw up right now. He could say something dumb. Something could happen. And I want to be a part of that is unprecedented opportunity. And so for the people that are willing to get really uncomfortable and be live where it's risking it all, um, they're going to have massive voice opportunity right now. But then I say that and I go, but you cannot forget to continue to post-produce and deliver it back because not everybody, it's Memorial Day. People are already yeah. drunk. <laughs> like, it's, it's all good. Like, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, you know, so, like, they're not listening to us live, but 
but they're going to want to come back in through the message and they're going to want to hear it later because they're part of your community, Dave. And so both yep. have a tremendous place. And I, and I think live is going to start out distancing it because with live, you get both. Yeah, you do. You the, I agree. You get the vulnerable place and then you get the post-produced, you know, recording where someone can, again, I, I missed it, but I wanted to hear this and they can tune in. Or someone's listening right now and then they had an emergency and their kid fell down and they have to turn it off, but they want to come back. Yeah. Uh, so I think live is going to be um, a, a mandatory. I think live is going to be where it is. Yeah, I'm so excited about we're turning this podcast into both video and uh, audio, and it's going to be live. We've already been done live, and we're going to be going into video live, so it'll be really interesting. Let's talk a little bit about different platforms, YouTube, Facebook, yeah. LinkedIn, Insta. As my daughter say, it's not Instagram, Dad. You've got to be cool. It's Insta. So let's talk about <laughs> all these. Yeah. Well, I, I, have a, I have a viewpoint on this, and I call it um, consumable content versus library content. You know, ah. and, I, and the way I kind of frame this is your, your library content is going to exist in perpetuity on YouTube. YouTube is the library where your books are, where your videos are, your history is. You know, on the social platforms, that's where the consumable content is, the sound bites, you know, the graphics, the quotes. You know, even when I put the podcast up on and we go live on Facebook, you know, at some point that's going to scroll through and no one's going to see that anymore. If they're going to right. want to access the podcast, they're going to have to go to Apple Podcasts or they're going to have to go to my YouTube channel, which is the library of my content. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of challenge people and I go, look, are you creating a piece of library content or are you creating a piece of consumable content? And that can help frame up you know, how much effort you put into it, right? I mean, if it's consumable, it's gone in 30 seconds, that's a tweet. Just yep. send it. But it can be linked to your library. So, I mean, that's what we're doing right Great now. Comment. Paul King, who's the producer of this, I mean, so much, the, the, the excellence we're doing is because of what Paul's doing so much in our podcast. And what he does, he goes out take, following the Vanderchuk, uh, Gary Vanderchuk practice, po- post five times yeah. a day, six days a week, uh, seven days a week. Uh, we take one, we take one, Paul, one day uh, one day a week off, and but we post like crazy, and we put little snippets in there, and we link back to the podcast. So he'll pull something yep. out of you said here, put it in there. It's a click, listen, and then they go, oh, I really got to catch that podcast to make a note of it, and it draws them to the library. So I think there's a place for both. Talk, uh, give me your thoughts on that absolutely. real quick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my, my biggest encouragement for people is when you're putting content out as consumable content or snippets, and you're driving them back to your long-form content or your library content, that's all part of your strategy, and that's exactly what you should be doing. But you also have to give respect to the platform you're on. And people, yeah. people miss this. Facebook doesn't want you to send people away from Facebook. Right. I mean, that makes basic sense. There's ads there yep. for Facebook. They don't, yep. they don't want you putting a link to your YouTube channel because now you're leaving Facebook. Right. So – you know, that's where when you want to talk about videos or snippets and uploading it, respect the platform. Upload natively to the platform, directly to it. Yes, that might mean you have to upload a video three different places, you know, but at the same time, you're giving respect to the platform and you're going to earn some of the little algorithm love and you're going to get a little more, you know, a little more push on your content than if you're just saying, hey, come hang out over here and taking people away from the platform. Wow. This is so much good stuff, and we just we have I don't know if you would say we just smudged the surface, much less scratched the surface on this thing. And uh, Andy, show before we wrap it up, do you have any closing questions that you want to jump in with? Well, it's been great. It's been really, really great to hear all of Alex's 
wisdom and insight about social media and so social media presentation, video content presentation. No, I think it's a it's a uh, it's an environment that's here to stay, and proficiency yeah. in the environment with our own fingerprint is going to be essential. And knowing where that fingerprint resides is also, I think, uh, going to be essential. It's kind of almost too bad there's only the dominant uh, sites. We almost need more more places to go to put stuff. And besides LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta. And I think more. Yeah, than, I mean, I, I, I always say this: you just got to play where the people are. Yeah, um, that's you know, I exactly had, I had right. somebody surprise me the other day, and they went they, a, a mortgage professional kind of went what they call TikTok famous on the TikTok platform, right? Where uh-huh. his content blew up. He's got a million followers, and he's just posting mortgage related, you know, TikTok content. Um, and he he blew it up, and I looked at his comments, and he's getting a massive amount of lead opportunity, people making questions and questions and sending him direct messages saying, hey, I need a loan, help me out. The reality is we have to show up where the people are. And that's how we earn our space and that's how we earn our influence, where the people are. And they're on the big social media platforms today. And they might be on, like, TikTok's new. And you can see there are already a bunch of people there. Yep. Yeah, no, Gary Vandercheck talked about how TikTok is – like um, Manhattan when they were trading beads for it or whatever it was. I mean, it's just a virgin territory. <laughs> but it's, again, I mean, like Andy and I, are we work B2B. Our community is business owners, and you're going to find them. Our, our community is found on LinkedIn. And so I Absolutely. use Facebook to some degree. So that, first of all, identify your community. Do you do coaching and teaching on this? Or I, I, we've already talked about your book, Bypass, folks. Go get this book. It's I can't wait uh, for you to get exposure to it. But, I mean, do you do coaching and teaching on this? Talk about what else you do other than being a very successful loan originator. Yeah, you know, in my job for Loan Depot, I run about, you know, eight states for the company for our retail platform. And I, I absolutely spend a lot of my time with my, my loan officers and managers, you know, leaning into this kind of stuff helping us figure out what the next place is to play in and, and, and coaching in that regard. So, and then of course I'm very active on social media, kind of surrogate coaching, you know, other, other, any loan officer, anybody in our mortgage industry on what I think is the right path forward. And again, I say that with like the, what I think, you know, I, I'm just learning this right with everybody else. You know, yep. so I, I, I make my own mistakes. I learn, I evolve just, just along with everybody else. And so that's kind of where I, where I play in the industry. It's very fluid, and we are all learning together, and it's creating a community of people that are out there ahead, and you are certainly one of the guys out there. I did hear a little hint to recruiting, so if you really want to get into Alex's program, you got to go get to go to work for Alex, <laughs> Alex and one of his companies, one of his – so that, that's why he's senior vice president Southwest Region. I guess your days of origin, direct originations are kind of over, so, but um, it's so good. But you know what's wild, David? You know, this is the, this is the craziness, you know, I – I still probably get a loan a week because, yeah. you know, I, I built relationships and I stay, I stay present and I stay, I stay with my community online and, and I still get Amazing. people calling me up and asking for questions and loans. So, you know, I don't think you ever really leave if you don't want to. No, exactly right. And it's such an effective tool. I want our listeners to get over to their website, alechanson.com. But if they do want to talk to you about coming to work for you, <laughs> how is the best way for them to come to get a hold of you? Send me a direct message on a social media platform. That way I know you're in the same space. <laughs> there you go. That's really good. Send me a message on a direct platform. Uh, otherwise, I'm not interested in having you join me. That's a great statement. That's really good. Yeah, well, I love it. Hey, I didn't say I'm not interested. I just said that's where I want to help you get. 
No, that's good. All right. That's good. I didn't mean to add words to your mouth there. Well, I want to say, Alec, thank you so much for taking time out of your memorial holiday away from your family to join us on this Memorial Day. I really value the content. I encourage people to get out to the website, alechanson.com. I got to have you back, Alec. There's just some more. I want to be, I want you in my network or I want to be your network or may our networks intertwine here. I'm I'm really pleased. And so we'll get Treadwell. I'll refer to you as a Phil Treadwell lookalike, of course, you'll say, no, Treadwell looks like me. So Treadwell will be listening to this. We'll get some comments no, on that. Phil's much better looking. Yeah, he's much better looking. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. No, no. That's, you know what? The content <laughs> you both are producing is top notch, and it's something we all can learn from. I've been around forever doing this, as long as Andy Shell I talked to him into doing this over 10 years ago. The power of this is crazy. We, we're, we had over 100,000 downloads of our podcast last month. It's just absolutely wow flooring me, uh, the, the rate at which this is growing. So we got to be here. It's where the customers are. Thank you so much for being here on this special day, Alec Hansen. Great to have you. My pleasure. Next week, we've got Justin Demolia joining us. He's Vice President of Sales with Lenders One. I am so excited to have my good friend Justin come on and Lenders One, which is one of our sponsors. We're so grateful for our relationship with them. As we exit, we want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, the Community Mortgage Lenders of America, Indicom, Accelerate, Ainsworth, Mobility RE, MBA. There's so many out there we could go on and on about. Go check out all of our guests. And I did mention Modex. I want to make sure I mention them. Anyway, check them all out on our advertising page, lickitonlending.com. Good to have you here with us. Have a great week. And be sure to come back here to hear our interview with Justin Demolia next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin' of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.